Thank you again for joining us today for Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries Bible discussion on listening to God. I'm going to open up with a word of prayer before we get started. Father God, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for all your blessings, your tender mercies, and your grace toward us. We thank you, Lord, for providing for each and every one of us on this call and in the discussion. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have been so good to us that we can do no more than just say thank you. We thank you for peace. We thank you for rest. We thank you for the prosperity that you have given us. We know that all things come from you. And for that, we give you thanks, honor, and praise. Tonight, Lord, we ask you to bless the discussion that people can be blessed and that we are blessed in sharing in the discussion about how we listen to you. And we know that it's important that we understand and recognize your voice and therefore continue to speak to us through your Holy Spirit, through your will and your way, so that we can always be connected to you in our spirit. Lord, we ask these blessings in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So tonight's discussion is on listening to God and listening versus hearing God's voice has purpose and meaning to our spiritual growth and maturity. Each time we participate in our worship or prayer life, listening for God should be our focus. The analogy, it is not what God can do for us when we pray, but what we can do for God to give him more praise and worship. This is important and is an important starting point for believers. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 4 and 6, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help him in time of need. When we come boldly, we are coming to with a purpose and a strong need for an answer from God regarding something that is important to us. Boldly means we, boldly does not mean we are commanding God to do anything. We are merely seeking and listening intently to hear from God. We must be willing to and ready to listen for God's answer. Also, when we listen, we are learning God's way of communicating with us as an individual and in relationship. In the book of Ezekiel, third chapter, verse 10, it reveals to us how God spoke to the prophet Ezekiel and said, Son of man, take into your heart all my words, which I will speak to you and listen closely. You know, listening closely to what God has to say to us takes faith, takes trust, and a deep connection to the Holy Spirit. Also, Hebrews 11 and 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lead not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways acknowledge God and he will direct our paths. Jesus said also in John 5, 
39th through the 40th verse. He says, you teach the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. But you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Coming to Christ requires our heart and our mind to become renewed and turned, which means repentant, from the sin and the clouded distractions of Satan in our conscious and subconscious minds. Finally, the Bible gives us a great example of unwavering faith and patience when waiting for God to speak to a believer. Habakkuk 2 and 1 said, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart to watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. If we are looking for the Lord to answer our choir prayer, we must be willing to sit, wait, and listen for God's answer. He will respond to his people as well as his sheep. Can we honestly say that we have built a personal relationship with God through acknowledging that Jesus is the son of God and the atonement for reconciliation and salvation? Or are you still looking for God to prove himself before you fully believe? God will speak to you and God will speak to us more often as we learn to recognize his voice. We expect to hear from him at church, but God doesn't just speak to us on Sundays. He wants to speak to us all through the week. Jesus indicated, my sheep hear my voice, and that's found in John 10, 27. God is still speaking, but are we listening? Our closing verse is found in Psalms 27 and 13, where it says, what David, regard, what David said regarding the goodness of God. He said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Listening for God is paramount for our spiritual growth and maturity. Without it, we will stop growing because we have no vision. Also in Habakkuk 2, fourth, 2 to the fourth verse, it says, when the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that we may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not, it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come to pass. It will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Proverbs 29 and 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. May God add a blessing to the reading of that introduction. You know, there was a lot of points that 
God led me to write in this introduction. And primarily what he's primarily is what he's talking about. Sorry about that. Um, the deacons got deacons got busy right there. They wanted to confirm what we were talking about. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought they were saying amen. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, let's talk about listening versus hearing from God. You know, last week we talked about the hearing aspects. We talked about how, you know, with our ears, with our, our senses, we, we are able to hear God. We're able to, um, it, it's, we're able to, you know, understand the verbiage and when we hear God and we hear the preacher's teaching and we hear people talking about God that comes from the ears. But when we are listening, that means we are intently listening for an instruction. And when we're listening for God, you know, it, it should be important for each and every one of us as individuals. And, you know, as individuals, you know, you know, we have to make it a priority. And, and, and I say priority because when we're listening for God, you know, things that normally distract us, we have to find a way to carve it out. Things that that may be in the background and the backdrop that when we're trying to listen for God, you know, those things we have to set it aside. You know, I know in the old old days and, and we hear songs that people say they gonna go in, they gotta go in a prayer closet and they gotta get in a secret place to hear an answer from God. And when you're looking at seeking and hearing an answer, that means you're, you're drowning everything out. All of the, the bad things, all of the problems, all of the situations that you might have encountered that day or the calamity that is befalling you in, in your normal daily walk. You got you to gotta set all that aside. You got to shut that out. And then you got to remain focused on, on God, you know, and, and that's the hardest part as believers, because when we desire to do good, evil is always there. And when we desire to live a, a life that's pleasing to God, we find ourselves being um, bombarded with uh, Satan's tactics. And we find ourselves always battling something, one uphill journey to another. You know, some people call it a roller coaster. And when our lives are in a roller coaster, we have to remember we're still in the seat riding the roller coaster. So that means we, we do have some authority over some things because one thing that I know for sure in life and my experience is that roller coasters have to stop at some time. You can't just roll on a roller coaster your whole life. And when we're in that roller coaster state, well, I mean, things are kind of just looking bleak and we don't know which way to turn and we're confused. That's the time when we need to listen or, or pray for a word from God. You know, and now don't get me wrong. I know that praying for a word for God, it doesn't always necessarily include a, a prophetic word. Doesn't always necessarily include a voice from heaven and, and doesn't always include someone that 
will come to you and speak words of encouragement, you know, but those are avenues and those are instruments that God does use. And he used them effectively to get our attention, to let us know that, okay, my child, I, list, I am listening to you. And, you know, Jeremiah was, you know, 33, and I think it's the third verse where he said, call out to me and I will answer. You know, so when we are getting in those situations and those things are getting us down and we feel like we about to get knocked out, you know, by the situations, you know, remember the Bible says, call out to me. God said that word. God gave us that spoken word of assurance to call out to him and he will answer. So he's already set the precedence. It's like, you know, if you was a lawyer, you know, if he said this, this is setting the precedence for future things to come in our lives. So as we look at it in that context, then now we have to prepare our case and preparing our case means that, okay, what do I have to do to get God to listen to me? What do I have to say? How do I have to approach this scenario or this situation for God to listen to me? See, because it's, it's easy for people to just start rattling off what they need from God. It's easy for people to start asking God to pray Pray for me, pray for me, oh Lord, pray for me, oh, 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 I need to hear a word from the Lord. And, and that's good because we all need to hear a word from the Lord as believers. But we want God to, 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 to speak back to us. And we want to be willing and able and spiritually connected to listen to his words. Now, in the handout, we talked about different ways that God speaks to us and, 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 and everything. And there are quite a few ways that a lot of people think are unconventional or maybe a little carnal in, in the thought process. But when you really think about it, I mean, when you really deep down think about it as believers, we know in our experiences that God doesn't often, you know, speak to us in a commanding voice. He doesn't come to us and like they portray in the movies that God is speaking this all powerful voice. You know, that's, uh, that's a, a, you know, a projection of what they've read in the Bible and they want to get a visual and a, a physical slash hearing perspective of who God is. So when we look at it in other ways, when, although we might not hear the, the, the projected model that people out here in the world put together, we can think of other ways that God has spoken to us. You know, and one way is the Bible. Think about the Bible. The Bible has so many verses that says, and God said, and God said, and the Lord spoke and said this, and God spoke to, um, Ezekiel. We just read a scripture about God speaking to Ezekiel. And then uh, then we have so many examples in the Bible that tells us how God speaks, you know, and we have to be inclined to be able to listen. Now, when we study the Bible, just like today, during um, discussion today, the handouts that we've presented, you know, we have scripture verses in there that talks about 
uh, listening to God, hearing God. And these are examples in the Bible, the scriptures that talks about how we should prepare ourselves to listen. And one of them is, is Jeremiah 7, 27. It says, you shall speak all these words to them, but they will not listen to you. And you shall call, them, call to them, but they will not answer you. Another one is, moreover, he said to me, which meaning God, son of man, take into your heart all my words, which I will speak to you and listen closely. Wow. And think about it. Now, these are scriptures in the Bible that that uh, validates and affirms that God does speak. Now, how we listen is another thing. So we don't always understand why God doesn't answer prayer. And we don't always understand why things happen in our lives. And we pray, Lord, why is this happening to me? Lord, why is I'm going through this? Why, why don't why can't I get a break from these things that's going on? You know, God hears what you're saying. And because out of your heart, you know, you are speaking these things to God. But we have to take in consideration, number one, uh, our time is not God's time. And he will answer us in due season. So don't lose hope. Just like we read about uh, Proverbs, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Psalms 27 and 13, he says, uh, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, sometimes we lose heart. Sometimes we lose faith when we don't hear an answer from the Lord. But sometimes God does give us answers. And we're going to talk about the ways that God gives us answers and a way that we should be able to listen intently and with discernment. And that's important, hearing and listening with discernment, you know. And then that next step is the indwelling and the teaching and the guiding guidance of the Holy Spirit that rests within us to be able to connect automatically to God's voice. See, and that's that's all a part of how we are preparing ourselves to listen to God, because we have to have the, the Holy Spirit's leaders leading and guiding us. And we also have to have the discernment through the Holy Spirit to reveal to us what God is saying, because the devil, he, he can holler and he can scream and he can talk and he 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 is a, a created spiritual being as well. And he is the father of lies and the accuser of the brethren. So you have to be careful and understand that those, that is something that's being for your spirituality as well as God is there for your spirituality. So the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if you don't know the discern through discernment, what the devil sounds like versus what God sounds like, we could be led astray easily. So when we look at certain things that God presents to us, we talked about the Bible, the scriptures, and let's let's think about the uh, in pictures. You know, sometimes we might see a picture of something that will get down in our spirits. Remember, in the Bible, it talks about how 
the hand of God wrote on the wall. And the people saw the hand of God writing certain scriptures on the wall, but they couldn't discern what it was. But no less, they looked and they saw it. <laughs> you know, and for them, that could have probably possibly been a picture on the wall. And like with us, when we see pictures on the wall that, that shows uh, the divineness in it, and, and it could be a picture that helps us to remember God or remind us of, of who God is or the magnificence of his creation. I remember seeing this one picture of a, a garden. They had a picture of Adam and Eve in a garden. They had all the little animals laying down with each other. The, the goat was with the sheep and the, the lion was with the bear and it was all laying around. Adam and Eve was sitting around, you know, and it looked like such a peaceful place. And when you see that, you start to think, well, I started to think, I was like, wow, is that what heaven is going to be like? Is that what, is that what peace really looked like on the earth? Well, the Bible tells us that when the new heaven, new heaven and new earth is established, there'll be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more uh, disease, no more um, violence, you know. The, the, the enemies are all going to be living together and everything is going to be peaceful because God is a God of peace and a God of love. So when we see those pictures, that, that should automatically click into us. You know, when we're connected with the Holy Spirit, that that is what our future hope lies within the future vision of what our lives could be and just think about it the bible portrays so many things paul talks about that god giving us peace that surpasses all of our understanding now if you can picture and visualize that you know the peace of god that surpasses all of our understanding wow man you know and god is is speaking those things to us but if we're not in the Bible and we're not hearing and listening to what's being told to us through scripture, you know, then we might miss it. We could pass through it, just read it as for what it says, but wow. And, and then take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My yoke is easy, you know, <clears throat> wow. You know, the feeling of knowing in the Bible that those things are, are afforded to us as believers. You know, those are the things we should be listening out for. It's not always the, the hearing aspects, the, the monotone, the, the hearing with the ears, it's discerning with the heart, it's discerning through the Holy Spirit, it's understanding through our internal member, our, our heartstrings, our emotions, and, and our, our willingness to submit our lives to the Holy Spirit, that we can find those, those hidden answers or those broad answers depending on how you study the word of God. And that's what brings me to another point. When we are studying the word of God, that's where we get our confirmations. That's where we get the things that we need, the answers we need to hear from God when we are studying the word of God. And in order to prepare ourselves, we have to look at our hearts and look at our minds as 
this big open field. Say you're a farmer and being a farmer, you are looking at the land all out and you're saying, man, this is gonna be a great place to plant seeds. And in that, in your prayers and in your walk with the Lord, you are telling God, Lord, fill me up, plant your seeds of faith in me, plant your seeds of hope and love in me. But first of all, Lord, let me clean out some of these things in my mind and in my heart and in my, my spirit so that I can receive you better, so I can receive your word better. So what we're supposed to be doing as believers, once we confess the life of Christ and we believe that Jesus died for our sins and he's the atonement, then, and we are saved. I mean, we, we are saved in our heart and our spirit and mind. Then the transformation begins. The transference and the renewal in our minds in Christ Jesus starts. And then we begin the journey uh, to salvation and to sanctification, meaning, those boulders and those old plants that's in your minds and in our hearts. Say we have an old plant of um, anger. We have an old plant or bush of resentment or, or boastfulness or covetousness and mischievousness and all those other sins, uh, works of the flesh that might dwell in our hearts and our spirits. See, God wants us to be renewed, meaning we have to we have to willfully and willingly clean those things out of our minds and out of our hearts to prepare for the seed of faith, to prepare for the seed that's planted through the Holy Spirit. You know, when he comes in us, he's he's telling us what things need to get address what things need to be fixed, what things that need to be cast out of our lives. We just have to be able to listen to what he's saying. And God speaks to us in a still small voice a lot of times. And when we are silent in our lives, when we are, uh, we are stable, meaning we are at a place where we are closing things off, and God's time is God's time. You know, we have to make time for God so that we can feel that connection, feel that love, feel that closeness. You know, today we have the pandemic going on. We have, you know, threats of job loss. We have threats of evictions and poverties and all sorts of things that's going on in the world, you know. But you know how great it's a feeling when you can steal away in a corner, still away somewhere, anywhere to get away from the reality of this world. And just think about God, you know, and our thought processes with God can be in any different form, shape, or, or size, because God doesn't speak to everybody the same way. And God is not going to reveal himself to everybody in the same way. So when, when we are aligned with, with like-minded believers, you know, God might speak to that person one way and be able to give a word to him. Then he might speak to you differently. That doesn't mean what he said to you or them are, are not the same, but the way you respond to his voice, the way that you hear his voice is what makes a difference because God made you. He know all about you. So he's going he's gonna to address you and he's going to call out to you, you know, and he's going to... Uh, try to be there for you. 
you know, and you have to be receptive to hear his voice. And the only way that you would be able to do that is if you are connected through the Holy Spirit. You know, the Bible talks about the fruits of the spirits, which is love, joy, peace, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's found in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Now, if you're exhibiting these fruits of the spirit, that means some of that, those brushes that's in your field are being plucked away because every time one of those bad things are plucked out of your lives, then a good seed is being planted when you are connected through the Holy Spirit, when you are feeding yourself with the word of God, when you are building your prayer life, when you are, are involved in a worship service. You know, it doesn't have to be drums and music and somebody sitting up there playing the piano or the guitar for worship to, to be worship. Worship is an individual thing. You know, it doesn't have to be a corporate worship for you to hear God. And you don't need music to entertain or inflect you into believing that God is listening or hearing your worship. All you need is your own mind, your own body, and your own spirit in one place on one accord. And then you could hear God speak. You could hear God when he's talking to you, when he's instructing you. You know, and that's such a peaceful feeling. We have to get into a place to say, okay, it's just me and Jesus. <laughs> and that's not being selfish. That's not saying that you're selfish or you don't want to be involved or connected to no one. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is about your individual walk. Your individual relationship with God is what's going to pull you through situations. So, we can stand and we can talk about, oh, man, I need to hear a word. Oh, I, I got to go to church. I got to get this word from the pastor. And that's good because he is um, an instrument of God to be able to reveal certain things to you when you need it. And God uses the pastor to do that when the pastor is prayed up, when he's prepared with this sermon and he hears from the Holy Spirit what to relate to the masses, you know, then he's doing the work, you know. But for us on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, good old pastor ain't there. I'm, I said pastor because that's the way, you know, sometimes country folks say the pastor. The pastor ain't there. And you have to have that relationship and within yourself, your worship, your prayer life. All of these things have to be an individual walk. And meaning in your field, I'm still reading, you know, relating our minds and our hearts and our spirits to the field, the farm field when we're tilling our soil. Because when you're building something or when you're planting something, you have to always cultivate that soil. You have to always water that soil. You have to always uh, put plants in there, put seeds in there. You know, Paul also said, Apollo water. Apollo plant, I water, and God gives the increase. So that analogy was to true to the description as well. So when we think in that terms, somebody is always planting a seed of faith. Somebody is always planting a seed of love and the fruits of the spirit, you know, and then the word of God comes along and you might hear a scripture, you might read a scripture, you might Think of something that someone has said or God may talk to you 
and a dream that begins to water that seed, you know, and then it gives you affirmation upon affirmation and confirmation upon confirmation of what God said or spoke to you, you know, because sometimes we might think that, okay, the guys told me to do this, God told me to do that, but it all falls apart when you try it. Or God told me to do this, and I heard the voice of the Lord say this, you know, and then you do it, and the action falls to the wayside. You know, you have to question, okay, did God really tell me to do this? Did God really tell me to do that? You know, and, and then you have to go back and search yourself. You have to seek out where it is that you did not listen correctly. And there's nothing wrong with that because we all fall short sometimes. And that doesn't mean you don't have a relationship. That just means at that one particular junction in your listening and hearing process, you know, <clears throat> you it didn't go, you didn't hear the voice of the Lord, I put it that way. And, but when you hear the voice of the Lord and you get a dream or a vision or a still small voice or through the Bible, you know, or you're feeling deep in your spirit that the Holy Spirit jumped in you and you knew that was the voice of God telling you to do something. When you get that feeling, you get that affirmation, then we can do like Habakkuk said in um, two and four, where he says, write the vision and make it plain and write it on tablets and run with it. See, he want us to run with what we have in us. And running doesn't necessarily mean you gotta go run tell somebody. Run means you have to set your mind and go to be hungered and thirsting for more of God's words, more of God's instruction. And the only way we can do that is the more we hear God and he confirms that, that, that he spoke to you and in return, you are blessed by what you heard from him, you know, then you, you're on that journey. <laughs> you're on that journey. And a tablet could could quite easily mean your heart. Write it in your heart and run with it. Write it in your mind and your spirit. Because the word of God is, is in your mind and in your heart and your spirit. And you know his voice. Then now you can start seeking the Holy Spirit. Through your worship, through your prayer life, you can start honing in your your, your channel or your hearing and listening station to the voice of the Lord. And as you learn God's voice, then you won't make that many mistakes as you grow, as you grow in maturity, your spiritual maturity level starts to increase. And then, man, you off to the races because, because the Lord ha has visited you. And then the Lord has spoken to you. And now you hear God's voice. Now you know God is real. You know that the spirit of God is dwelling and he's working with you. So I'm going to stop right there if anyone has anything to say. Okay. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. That was that was really a good word. The Lord dropped in my spirit. Um, bear with me. I'm going to try to <clears throat> explain this well to you. First, first, I'm going to go to Isaiah chapter 50, um, verses 4 through 5. It says in the New King James Version, um, one moment, bear with me, saints. 
Okay. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens me. He awakens my ear to hear as the learn. The Lord has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I'm going to stop right there. That's the prophet Isaiah hearing the Lord's command. And the Lord is letting us know the same thing when we're close to him and called and chosen, that he wakes, he wakes us up every morning and he speaks to us. Our ears, you know, in our spirit, he is whispering songs. He's telling us things to do. And when we get truly quiet in our spirit, we will hear it. Normally, we have to, um, God has to take us down a different path, honestly, as human beings, because hearing this being discussed tonight, that's like, okay, I want to hear God say something to me, so I'm going to try this formula. It usually does not work like this. It usually works when you're in trouble, when you are going through something in your own life, some type of hell, some type of turmoil, or you come in, you know what I mean, you're in the midst of a storm, and you, this you want this to stop. You want the turbulence to stop. You want everything to come to an end and your soul is weary. That's when the Lord can truly speak to us the most because when we, when he lets us stay in something for so long, man cannot even cause it to stop. Man cannot, cannot even tell you when your storm is going to be over, but the spirit of the Lord is with you and he's guiding you and he's directing you in that storm. And in that storm, he's teaching you many spiritual lessons. We want to just get the answer. We just want to come out of it. We just want to be on the other side of the, the, this thing. And so how the Lord, you know, he shakes us up and he, he wakes us up every day. He calls us by our name. We think that we are just waking up because we know we're human. God didn't take us last night and yada, yada, yada. But our parents gave us our name. But no, the Lord knew our names before our parents were given um, the time to conceive us. The Lord put us inside of our parents, our mother's womb. And he said, I already knew your name. I already formed you before I knew before you knew anything about this other side of, of heaven. And so the Lord is constantly speaking to us. And I also want to read it in, <clears throat> excuse me, there's another scripture that came to mind. And the reason why I followed this pattern was because recently the Lord continues to pull more out of my testimony regarding my dental work about the crown situation. On April the 13th of this year, <clears throat> because I didn't know what what to do about that matter. I still had not gotten my answer. Should I get the crown put in permanently? Or, you know, do I just need to make peace with it because it wasn't quite right in my spirit? But this is what the Lord said to me. Now, this was April the 13th, 2021. Bear with me because I'm going somewhere. This is me talking to the Lord. I'm going to read a little bit. Jesus, Jesus, thank you for your goodness and mercy. Your mercy endures forever, Lord. Psalms 107. I am so grateful for you, for your hand upon my life. Please, God, forgive me for all of my sins. I want to please you, Jesus, with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I <clears throat> trust you for the plans that you have for me. Thank you for giving me the word tapestry. I am striving to understand your will for my life. 
Please speak to my spirit, O Lord, so that I will be still and continue to trust in you for everything. You are working everything out for my good. I give you praise and thanks for, for allowing me to know you this way. Now, I'm going to pause right there. There's more. The word tapestry. That was a word that the Lord gave to me before daylight on April the 13th. And so I knew it was special. And I knew when I woke up and I became aware of um, I'm awake and I heard the word tapestry, immediately I looked, I looked for that word online. I went to a dream dictionary. I wanted to search it out. I'm like, tapestry, tapestry, what are you talking about, God? So I went to Miriam Webster. I'm going to tell you, this is the definition in the Cambridge of that word tapestry, a piece of cloth with a pattern or picture that is created by sewing or weaving different colored threads onto a special type of strong cloth. Now, I'm still trying to understand what does the word tapestry have to do with what's really bothering me in my life when I'm awake, what's really on my heart when I go to bed at night praying and asking the Lord to give me an answer what to do about my dental situation. So I'm focused on one thing and focused on an answer from, that, from the Lord about it. Now, the Lord is also weaving multiple things into my life. He's weaving so much into my life. And what I want to say to you is that um, there's there's another part of this, this, this scripture here. Um, I'm going to Colossians um, chapter, cha Colossians chapter two. There is, it's in the, hold on, bear with me, saints, bear with me. It's in the message version, not the New King James, but this is Paul. And he's saying in Colossians chapter two, he's speaking to the church. I want, I want you woven into a tapestry of love in touch with everything there is to know of God. Then you will have minds confident and at rest, focused on Christ, God's great mystery. All the riches, treasures of wisdom and knowledge are embedded in that mystery and nowhere else. And we've been shown the mystery. I'm telling you this because I don't want anyone leading you off on some wild goose chase after other so-called mysteries or the secret. Okay, now my whole point, I'm gonna conclude, I'm gonna wrap this up to you in one moment, saints, because this is what God has been speaking to me. See, tapestry, if you all paid attention, if y'all, if you all have ever noticed a tapestry, it is basically a piece of fabric that is hung up on someone's wall. A lot of people overseas, like Buddhist, Middle Eastern people, um, Indian people, they weave tons of tapestries. They're, they're different kinds. There's one that's called mat the mantra, there's one um, spiritual, there's multiple spiritual types of tapestries and they have like such a beautiful design. But when you turn that tapestry over on the other side, it has tons of different colored threads and pieces and it's all ravish looking and it looks raggedy and it looks um, like tattered and, and it's just not all looking like it make any sense and it's all meshed together. Some of it has little knots on the end. Some of it is cut short. Some of it has long pieces. Well, when you think about it, that's what God is doing right now, this side of heaven in our lives. We are going through so many 
ups and downs and storms and turbulences and trials and tribulations, what they may be, they may be sicknesses, they may be loss of employment, we might be searching for that, that, that soulmate. We, there's tons of things that we are going through and our kids, you know, are causing us to have gray hair before our time. We're wondering if our loved one's going to get saved. I mean, there's tons of stuff that's eating at us daily on this side of heaven. And we're constantly, those of us who are saved, are crying out to the Lord. We're, we're bowing down and we're giving him as much as we know how to give him of our concerns and worries and going to him. And we might be just sort of, you know, looking for a prophet or looking for a stranger to speak a word into our lives, Who a person who doesn't even know what we're really suppressing and holding on to because the Lord only knows. So we're, we're walking around our journey in life wondering when is it going to be our turn? When are we going to be blessed? But on the other side of this, this tapestry, saints, is the look of how it truly looks, the picture of our lives to God. The picture of our lives looks so beautiful to the Lord. He's weaving the good. He's weaving the bad. He's meshing it all together. And so the tapestry on the other side is so beautiful. And it, it entails all of the rewards, the blessings to come on the other side of this, this sphere, you know, of this earth realm. God has such a spiritual inheritance for us, those who keep their faith and their trust in him all the way until they breathe their last breath that Jesus is Lord and Jesus is the head of their lives and Jesus is God. You know, God wants us to continue to renew our minds in the scriptures because what he's doing, he's weaving a beautiful tapestry into our lives. We can't see and we think sometimes that God has forsaken us and forgotten us or he's just not going to answer that particular prayer because he don't want to. We're thinking sometimes or he like we understand God answers us. He says, yes, no, not yet, maybe, in that, in, in that sort of um, regard. But when we continue to pour out our hearts and, and we say, Lord, I don't just want you to answer my one request. I want to know, Lord, what you what is your will for my life? Because then the Lord is looking at how you're going to respond to him now. See, when he spoke the word tapestry to me, I went on a search. I've, I mean, I've got more information, but to just be not long-winded on the call, but because it's dropped into my spirit, I went on a search. I wanted to, I was not satisfied with Cambridge or, or uh, Miriam Webster's definition of the word tapestry. I was not satisfied with it because I had to, fully get my whole being, my spiritual being, all my faculties, my five senses. I had to go deep into what does that word mean? Because I said, Lord, you, I'm, I'm looking for God to show it to me in multiple ways. Like he, like the Holy Spirit, the scripture says, he'll send two or three witnesses. When he say a thing, he'll confirm it two or three times. And if you hard-headed, he will give it to you two or three times. But when you just honor it, he'll speak it one time. And then you gone on about your business and you done left it alone. But see me, I have learned to be a writer. I'm a journal. You know, I'm a journal because I, that's my relationship with the Lord. Because see, as you, as the years done passed by, I done forgot so much stuff God has done for me. So many miracles that he have granted to me and blessed me within my life. And, and there were years and times I didn't even journal. But today I have such a thriving and connected relationship with the Holy Spirit. And the intimacy is so good and so powerful between me and the Lord that I, I just cannot be lazy. I cannot sit on a word that the Lord is giving to me. And so I'm going deeper, I'm, I'm marking it down. I'm, I'm trying to wait and see if God gonna show it to me two or three times, saints. So. As I continue to say, okay, God, this, and then the Lord, there's, there's a famous lady, she passed away. 
she was a Dutch woman and she was a Christian and her name was Corey Ten Boom. And she was the author of The Hiding Place. Her and her father, they hid, they hid many of the Jews back during the Hitler days to protect them from being killed by the Nazis. And she, at the time, there was a big risk, but her and her father, they had a watch jewelry store and they would hide the Jews down in the walls and down in different parts of the uh, home building that they had. And so God gave her this beautiful poem and I just have to read it so you can really understand what I just, the picture I painted to you. Um, it's called um, Tapestry. My life is but a weaving between my Lord and me. I cannot choose the colors. He worketh steadily. Oft times he weaveth sorrow, and I in foolish pride forget he sees the upper and I the underside. Not till the loom is silent and the shuttles cease to fly shall God unroll the canvas and explain the reason why. The dark threads are all are as needful in the weaver's skillful hand as the threads of gold and silver in the pattern he has planned. He knows, he loves, he cares. Nothing this truth can dim. He gives his very best to those who leave the choice with him. So I, I just wanna encourage you that a lot of times we just want something to be simple. One, two, three, give it to me, give it to me. We live in a microwave society. We don't even have time to slow down and communicate our own um, thoughts and what's really going on with us when we truly need to. So, but the Lord wants us to have one major fruit of the spirit in all of the listening and hearing, and that is patience. He'll give you, he'll give you a word and you sometimes don't know what to do with it or where to go with it. But I would caution all of us who are diligently seeking God's will. Now we know when we're in his will, we're gonna be protected. We're gonna be blessed. We're gonna be loved. We're gonna have a victorious outcome and we're gonna continue to be used by the Lord and he's just gonna be glorified. And when God is pleased with you, you will know because your life will continue to be blessed. No matter what devil, what storm or who's trying to stab you in the back or who's trying to lie on you, God is our already avenging your 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 trials and and all the wars that that he knows that you must face and the closed doors in your life god is already making provisions for us so i just want to encourage you to know that the lord is doing such a beautiful work and the day that i end up going to my dentist that i'm with for the rest of my life till god call me home or call him home first i was going there wondering, am I really making the right decision to go into this next dentist office? And all of a sudden, as I was walking, I heard this Holy Spirit telling me that I'm here now. I got to cross over that next threshold. And I saw a sign that said, tapestry hair salon and I kid you not I kid you not I was like whoa it jolted me I mean I have to I don't even know what new words to say I, I just I'm just saying this because somebody is probably not going to listen to the other recordings that we've uh, recorded but just in case that's why God wants us to keep our testimonies relevant keep them going because he gets glory. Every time you tell your testimony, God is getting the glory because guess what? We live in a society that don't want to hear the, the move, the works of God, the things of God. And when God speak a word to us, he want to see how we going to move. How are we responding to that? Are we just going to tuck it away and keep it to ourselves? See, the Lord is not willing 
to give us everything because he knows we're going to run off and, and be gone and we ain't going to listen to instruction. We're not going to listen to godly counsel. We're going to think we know the way. We're going to think we know so much because we don't put in some leg work and put in some prayer hours. And now we got we ain't good with God. No, God wants us to always remain as little children coming to the feet of Jesus, asking him and, and praying to him, you know, having the faith, you know, like he said when he spoke about um, in the old, when in the New Testament, when the centurion wanted Jesus to heal his son, you know, he told him, he said to Jesus, he said, I'm, I'm just like you. I'm basically a master over the soldiers that I command. They go and they come. Yet, he said, send the word, Jesus. If you can't, if you don't want to come to my house, send the word so that my servant can be healed. You know, send the word. And Jesus said, I have not found any faith like this of any kind. So that's what God is doing. He's perfecting our faith. He's perfecting our faith. Yet we think single-minded. We want to hear from the Lord. The Lord is telling us also training us into listening to him. But he's doing so many wonderful things, thanks to strengthen and sharpen our faith in him. And we just got to keep on trusting and believing that there's glory after this. That's what he tells me. That's what my Bible says, you know. So I just want to just say that, that, you know, be encouraged because I'm always encouraged. I'm always, it's like a mystery. It's like a puzzle. It's like a hunt. God is so beautiful and mysterious and he's like a lover. You know, when you, when you have someone that you want to woo and romance, you're not going to just get to the end part, the end, the end. you're not going to be all the way in the first day you meet that person. You have to be you have to be romantic you have to be a gentleman you have to be a lady you know whichever gender you are in in order to be treated with respect and with reverence and with honor and so that's what god wants he wants us to come to him and and understand the intimacy of having such a beautiful relationship and when we really thank the lord for every breadcrumb you know, every bill that he pays, every time, you know, he lifts our head when we got a headache and tell us what pills to take for our headaches or what medicines not to take that's really bad for our health or stop eating that. The Lord wants to keep us connected to him. He wants us to know that I'm telling you for your own good. Now, when we go astray and we don't obey the voice of the Lord and how he communicates to us, he may be communicating in a song. He might be communicating in a book or in a um in a poem. The Lord has ways that he's speaking to us, saints. I mean, when I found this poem, it dropped down to my spirit so deep because I followed this woman's um, history, her work that she did for the Lord. And I was just outdone. I'm like, wow, God, this is so beautiful that you are weaving such a beautiful, you know, canvas uh, tapestry into all of our lives. And so I just want to say, you know, God, you deserve it all. The patience that you want from us, the love, the 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 unyielding um, will. You, you want our will. You don't want us to get in the way of anything that you're doing. And I just pray that you will continue to be glorified because it's not about eloquent speech. This is not about, you know, um, I'm, I come from a certain background. I have influence in this area. I know um, how to speak this language. You know, it's not about any of that. It's about opening up your mouth on any platform that the Lord opens up for you so that he can be glorified. And if you're willing to go to 
down into the, 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 the jungle and talk to whoever is out there hunting or whatever animals you can sit among. God is glorified wherever you go and give him praise and honor his name. So I just want to close on that note and say, I pray that everyone continues to be blessed and that they will hear the Lord and stay in his will. Amen. 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 That is absolutely one of the ways that God does speak to us and it's through our conscious. And what Denise was talking about, how the poem dropped in her spirit and how it really gave her a revelation about our walk, how God weaves and 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 put things in our path to help us to grow and understand who he is, you know, and it's through our conscious. That means in our inner man that realizes that God is speaking to us, you know, and that's important for each of us to understand that we do have an inner man. We do have an inner spirit that is hungering and thirsting for the love of God. We just have to clear out all of the negative things. We have to you know, renew and transfer our minds to the point where we can hear God's voice. We can hear his instructions on what's the best way for us to go. And if you are having trouble and having problems finding or connecting to the word of God, you know, I pray that you, first of all, find a Bible and begin to read and begin to ask God to create in you a clean heart and renew the right spirit. That's found in Psalms 50, um, Psalms 51, I believe. And, you know, that's, that was David's prayer of repentance, you know, and that's important for us to come to God in reverence, in humility, and in and, and love and truth seeking to hear from him, you know, and that's important. And I believe that when we do that, God sees our willingness to call out to him, sees our willingness to listen to him. We have to give it all up for him. We have to give all ourselves into um, what we believe and how we feel. And the only way that we can do that is with the instructions of the Holy Spirit, rest ruling in the body in us to teach us his voice, to teach us his ways, you know? And when we listen to the Holy Spirit and we are connected, then God can move in our lives, and, you know? And David was so adequate you know, eloquent when he says, you know, creating me a clean heart and and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. You know, then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. So, you know, David, he had it right. And for each of us on the call or on the discussion, um, if you're hearing this, if you want a closer relationship with God, you know, there is something that you can do in return to prepare. First, get away from those, those things and those distractions that won't allow you to hear God's voice. Secondly, 
start to understand what's God's purpose and plan. Look for God's purpose and plan and everything. You know, a lot of people look for different purposes and for for jobs, different purposes in life as far as or on the surface, but what are your spiritual purpose that God have for you? What were you created to do in this world? And seek God to find that. And when you seeking God to find your purpose, your spiritual purpose, your spiritual gifts, your spiritual talents, God will reveal those things to you. All you have to do is be patient and wait upon the Lord and call out to him and he will answer you. And that concludes today's um, discussion about listening to God. Remember, when we're listening to God, we have to plow our field, our mind and our heart and our spirit from all of the negative things, the things that we were born into. And we have to cast those things out of our field and begin to toil and cultivate the, the, the soil in our hearts and our minds so that the seed of faith can grow. The plants of salvation can be erected and the fruits of the spirit can grow. And with that being said, I wanna say thank you and God bless each of you for joining us tonight. Please feel free to reach out to us via text or email at <clears throat> www.reflectionsofgraceoutreachministries.com and we are so delighted and we look forward to hearing from you and we look forward to uh, worshiping with and fellowshipping with you all again and on that night I'm going to close with a word of prayer Father God we thank you for today's discussion we thank you that you have been so good to us I ask you Heavenly Father to go to each home each byway each area, each person, and touch their lives. Reveal yourself to them so that they will hunger and thirst for your words. They will hunger and thirst for your guidance. They will hunger and thirst, more importantly, for your love. Lord, we ask you to strengthen each of the people that hear this call and give them the desire to listen to you. Lord, so many things are going on in this earth that are turning people away from you. But Lord, we know that you are the great I am. We know that you have created each and every one of us. You are the intelligent design. You are the one that created us with purpose and with plan. And you created us to fellowship and be reconciled with you. And now, Lord, we ask you to, to give us the guidance and give us the strength to continue to, to teach your word and reach others so that they will come to know you as their personal savior. We thank you, Father, and we bless your name. And all these things we ask in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you, each and every one of you, for joining us in. And I look forward to hearing from you all again. And it's been my pleasure to be here with you in this discussion. God bless you all and have a great and glorious night. God bless you.